you with uh, Gladi Mornings, Jan Lewis is also with us. She's bravely put herself forward as a shy candidate, like many residents, has a fair bit of uh, concerns on uh, many levels. Uh, are you worried already about the weather out there? There are fires flaring up here, there and everywhere, and you might notice a fair bit of smoke haze if you're going to be out and about with the travels today. Uh, there's a fire just going out of town at uh, the tip there. Uh, they've uh, just dropped and brought the speed limits back uh, to uh, that uh, burn around uh, Campbellan. Uh, there's uh, been uh, a fire on uh, the Gibber Road, so uh, with the warm temperatures and uh, breezes, uh, it doesn't <laughs> help, does it? Uh, it is a perfect fuel for... Uh, mm, uh, those blazers uh, today, so uh, just uh, keep an eye out there and um, make sure you're not caught up in it. Find uh, sensible ways of covering up sensibly if you're heading out and about on country. Make sure you've got that water bottle with you. Jan Lewis, hello, welcome. Morning, Sandy. Good morning. You got your water bottle there? I was just thinking that. Uh, actually, no. I've I've just been door knocking as well, so I ought to get myself a water bottle afterwards. Ah. Oh. No oh, you still doing it the old-fashioned way? Yes, I'm old-fashioned. I'm old. So, uh, and it seems to work, actually. You know, people like to know who they're voting for. And so a lot of people do know me, and I'm happy to chat to people who don't know me. What does it involve with door knocking these days? Uh, finding houses where there's people's ho- uh, home is actually a challenge, particularly um, I've just been on Wilborough this morning where I think a lot of them are probably Airbnbs so, and a lot of people have um, sl- you know, big slidey gates and locks. So uh, it's a, bit of, a lot of walking and for not a very high return, but every person you talk to just gets a chance to think about how they'd like to vote. And I think that's good. You can't go in there blind. You don't have to go to, to vote for local government. So you should have a real think about what's best for the future for Broome. And so much of what's happening around it is done uh, by social media these days. And one doesn't often get an opportunity to or even meet a candidate. Oh, well, that's a, that's a bit of a plug, thank you, Sandy, for uh, Wednesday night. We're actually having a Meet the Candidates event um, for all the candidates, you know, whichever group they think they belong to. Um, it's at Lottery's House, so on Cable Beach Road East, at, from 5 o'clock, talking starting at 5.15. Um, so all the candidates will get a chance to say what they stand for and why they're standing. And then there'll be a chance for a lot of the audience to ask questions. So it's a free event, cups of tea provided, Lottery's House this Wednesday. Is it all about wanting to find answers for you? For me, um, 
I've lived here since 1998, but I first came in 1982. So I saw Broome how it used to be. I have to say I liked it a lot more in those days than I like it now. So I've been, for several years, I've been asking questions at Shire meetings and commenting on all the plans, and that didn't seem to be getting me anywhere. So I decided it was time for me to, I think the expression is I've got to put up or I've got to shut up and leave, basically. So I'm putting myself forward as a candidate uh, with really on a platform about um, that the Shah should take more notice of what residents' priorities are. Everything recently seems to have been for uh, businesses or tourists and residents. Every time I knock on doors, people say, ah, you know, why isn't there a cyclone cleanup anymore? Why don't they mow the grass sooner? What about the verge? What about the state of the pavements? What about all the prickles on the edge of the park so my kid can't run there? Small things, but for them, that's what they think they're paying their rates for, and they feel they're not necessarily getting the benefit of them. So I'm standing partly on that platform, but also, um, because I'm old, I'm standing for seniors as well. Uh, I've, I've met with a couple of seniors groups in the last few weeks. We're all worried because there's nowhere to go. If you're not seriously ill and you don't have to go to Germanus Kent, uh, which is full anyway because they can't get workers to work there, what are you supposed to do? The helping services can't find workers because the wages are so low they can't afford to live here. So to get support's really hard. But we all love living up where it's warm with the beaches and the sun and the you know open spaces. Where, who wants to go back to the city? So one of the things for me is um, a, a re, let's do more advocacy for a retirement village, for even for a change for the bus route so that the people who live in Broome North can get picked up to go to the shops. Um, even for maybe we can't afford a cyclone cleanup for everybody, but maybe it could be for oldies if you could register for it or something like that. Um, and something for low-income workers so that they can get accommodation. And I think the Shah's actually taking that one on board already. They're talking about a new key workers' village at, on Sanctuary Road. But I think that's a few years in the, before reality happens. And in the meantime, we just maybe need some stopgap measures so that aged care workers and disability workers and what used to be called hack and I don't know what it's called now, but those workers can afford to stay here and provide the services that are needed. Yeah, a, a lot of those services are privatised now as well. Uh, just uh, going back to where you mentioned uh, door knocking and uh, how those places you visited with large gates and you got to pull back and sounds like a, a very different place out there around parts of town. I think it is. Um, and you can't pull them back. They're locked. And in fact, I have, I have to confess, I've got a gate that I lock at night as well now. After my car got stolen, I decided I'd lock it up so that it didn't get stolen again. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a different sort of town. Luckily, where I live on Solway Loop, there's a what we call a drain or a ditch or a channel. Um, 
and I've planted a lot of trees in there and that's made it a nice place for people to walk. So that area's still, and there's a park at the end. It's got a real community feel to it still. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody talks to me about trees or dogs or something. But in other parts, not very far away, like in six seasons, it seems a bit more everybody's isolated in their big house with a big gate on the front. I believe also you're passionate about the the trucks coming through town. We've talked about it before, haven't we, Sandy? I'm, um, yes, I'm worried about the trucks coming through town. And there's a group of us that's worried called No More Trucks. And we've been lobbying since we first heard about it, which was far too late. Last October, I think it probably was, last year. Um, Where we're at now is... um, we're relying on main roads, really, which hopefully is not a false reliance. Um, they've taken on board some of the things that we've said about road safety. And so they've gone back to Kimberley Mineral Sands and asked them a lot more questions about how they're going to manage things, about when they're not going to use the trucks. They just said, oh, we'll do it, won't use them at, uh, oh, we'll try not to use them uh, at school drop-off time and pick-up time. And we've sort of said, well, what's the evidence that that's actually the busiest time on the road? And it isn't good enough just to try and do something. If it's a condition of your permit, then you've got to do it and it's got to be monitored and the public's got to feel confident that if you say there's no trucks at 10 o'clock, for example, for an hour, that's the time when people can be certain that there isn't any trucks. And main roads are on side about that. They're talking about fixing some of the things that we've talked about on the road, about cross pedestrian crossings, about the shoulders, about down at Port Drive End where trucks turn to the right. And um, some of it's about money. But there's also, I think, that they're going to try and get Kimberley Mineral Sands to pay for some of those things as well, which I think is an excellent initiative. But all in all, I mean, the bad news is those trucks, I think, are going to come. Definitely the triples are going to come, but we think probably the quads, the four-trailer ones, will come. Main roads are trying to reassure us that they're safer because they're new and they're smarter and they're quieter. But still, I think for Broome, Combine that with the helicopter noise and it's not the town that it used to be at all. And then there's uh, the glare of that afternoon sun. (laughs) Everyone heading down towards Canteen Point. Yeah, for the sunset. And the, um, yes, well, that's the time when we'd say probably that the road is busier than it is at school drop-off times. But the sections of the road is different, so... It, it needs to be much more thought out than it currently is. It's, it's, I'm afraid to say it seems to me it's typical mining company. They just think, oh, well, we'll do what we want and you'll have to put up with it. And, and we're not determined that we're not going to do It's not going to be like that here. So you've had a good think about it, Jan? I've had good, a too good to think about lots of things, actually, about standing for council and for the trucks. Yes, it's kept me busy. Um, and if if I don't get elected, so be it. As long as some good people do get elected, there's four seats, so there's a good chance now of people who would think a little bit differently from the old council will, might get on, and then we'll see if we can actually make a difference for Broome. And the rules are a bit different too now. Aren't they? But 
for the voting, yes. Um, it's what they call preferential voting now. So instead of just numbering one or one to four, you, you can. You don't have to, but you can number all the boxes. But that means if your favourite people don't get picked, their vote might be given to the people that you like further down your list. And so that gives your vote, mean, means your vote works better. It, it, it means more. Um, with preferential voting, but it means there also means there won't be a result on next Saturday because it's a little bit harder to count those votes. It's, it's all on Saturday, the twenty-first of yeah. October. But early polling's open now between nine and four at the Shire, um, and there's lots of information there about each of the candidates. So there's eleven people standing for the council and three people for president. So I don't know if you've interviewed any president people yet, um, but there's three people, Chris Mitchell uh, and Brendan Rankin, who's worked with me on the truck stuff, so he knows lots of issues for Broome, and then Michael Leake, who manages the Habitat Resort. So they're the three contenders there. Thank you for being a contender and talking to us today. Thank you, Sandy. Jan Lewis, one of our candidates for the up-and-coming a local shire elections that's to be held on the 21st of October. You can go in and uh, make an early vote. That means you'll need to pop into the shire offices for that one.